Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Come in. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? Goodness gracious, that was ABBA right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's Young Persons Radio. We are doing a show today. <laughs> Can you believe it? We're starting a little late uh, due to uh, factors that are beyond our control, but we are here. We're ready to go, and it gave us the perfect opportunity to fill the the icy morning air with uh, with the sweet, sweet sounds of Sweden's number one export, ABBA, Anietta, Benny, Bjorn, and Anna Fried. This is Young Persons Radio. I'm your host, Colby Smith. Our number, 904-351-0729. That's 904-351-0729. As always, we are the first live show of what I am now calling Super Talk Show Sundays here at Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be followed at 11 o'clock by Points of Order for Sports. Here and now with Rachel C. for Music and Objection to the Rule at 1 for Politics. So do not touch that dial all morning long, folks. I have a couple of exciting things to tell you about the station as well. The first is that we are continuing our live showcase series at the Footlight, uh, just a few blocks away in Ridgewood. And the next one is Monday, December 18th, where the Footlight will be hosting another edition of Radio Free Brooklyn Presents. This month, the team of RFB's Thursday afternoon found sounds program lost and rewound Take their live show to the live stage for an evening of music and stories with past guests for the Lost and Rewound Holiday Showcase. In the spirit of revealing the sounds from our personal archives, join hosts Elon Danzinger, Allison Goodman, and Jimmy Hoffman as they invite previous guests to get embarrassed with us. Musicians will share songs they never dared play out in public, and storytellers will share holiday experiences far too eventful to forget. There will be music from Robin Irene Moss, Axel Ito, uh, Shoban Fogarty, Matthew Finch, and Lindsey Freeman, and stories from David Lawson, Amber Drea, Sam Rose, and David Piccolomini. It's a stacked lineup of talented performers for one evening only. How they're all going to fit into a half, uh, an hour and a half, I don't know. But doors are at 7 p.m. Uh, there will be a $5 suggested donation, and you can ensure getting a seat by getting your ticket in advance at RFB dot nyc slash tickets and make sure to stick around after 9 p.m. for more great great performances directly following for the original nyc talent show the footlights marquee event at 9 p.m. that's 7 p.m. monday december 18th at the footlight 465 seneca avenue in ridgewood and i also want to remind everybody as i uh, said last week 
that this is the season of giving. This is the holiday season, and if you are inclined to donate to nonprofit organizations, I would ask you to consider Radio Free Brooklyn to be one of your donations. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. All donations are completely tax deductible. And to sweeten the deal, I, if you pledge $10 or more through our Patreon page at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge, and you email me the receipt at YPR at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, I will send you the personally curated Young Persons Radio Greatest Hits Volume 1 package. It includes best bits from the show and some extra stuff uh, that we've uh, pre-recorded. It is the only way to get this thing, so donate now at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. Now, my guest today is... I'm now going to name every single one of her credits. My guest today is a comedian and writer all the way from Toronto, Canada. She is a staff writer at the humor site Some E-Cards. Am I saying that correctly? And one of the co-hosts of Truth Bombs, a a comedy variety show that occurs on the fourth Saturday of every month at Legion Bar in Brooklyn. She is a bona fide Twitter superstar and can be followed at Hire Me, I'm Funny. And you can see her live at Union Hall right here in Brooklyn this Tuesday at 8 p.m. Please welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have her here, Orly Matlow. Oh, thank you. That's the best intro. Now I super hope my parents are listening. <laughs> they better be. Mom and Dad. Exactly. The rest eh? of the show is for you. Yeah. <laughs> now, Orly, you are putting up with a, a bit of a late start for us this morning. I appreciate your patience for that, as I appreciate the patience of all of our listeners out there. Of course, eh? That gave me extra time to wake up with, to the tune of Benny and Bjorn. <laughs> yes. So, many things I want to ask you about today. First of all, you are a stand-up, and you are nice. Oh, sh- How is that possible? <laughs> oh, shit, I know, eh? I honestly, I, I still wonder to this day whether I am nice or if I'm just Canadian. Oh, sure. So I'm just like habituated as a polite person because uh-huh. I'm like, oh, damn, if you knew what I'm thinking, I am not nice. <laughs> I'm just lucky to have been incubated in this tiny, polite wonderland that is Canada or America's yarmulke, as you might know it right. down here. America's <laughs> yarmulke. Yeah, I mean, I guess my standard for people being nice is when I say uh, when I see you at a show and you and I say, hey, great set, you don't ignore me. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. The beauty of also being a stand up is that the bar is so low. It is very low. There are some people uh, who I like so much that I will tolerate endless abuse from just because I, I enjoy their act. Exactly. Your assholery has to be directly proportional to, to how good your you are. Skills. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree. Now you uh, started. You started fairly young. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my freshman year of college, first semester, I did a production of Sweeney Todd. I played nice. the Burger Woman. I got a concussion in the death contraption <laughs> in the midst of Tech Week, and then the next semester, there's a stand up competition of campus on campus. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, Sound Time. I'm gonna write my own shit. <laughs> and then. History was made. <laughs> exactly. Eh? And five years later, have yet to give up. And by five, I mean seven. I forget how old I am. Yes. So you, I mean, uh, what was it that drew you to stand up? As a, Was it the writing part of it as opposed to like sketch or improv? Or uh, I feel like a lot of people start, because it's New York and UCB looms so large here, a lot of people start doing improv and then just like move 
to uh, stand up or sketch eventually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I was taking UCB classes and then like the first $1,600 of UCB <laughs> were yeah. just them like telling me like, oh no, like you can't, it's against the rules of the game. You can't just like slide in to the joke or the, <laughs> or like the funny thing you want to say. It's about story. It's about collaboration. Right. And I'm like, oh, I, 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 I want to go straight for the joke, man. <laughs> I think I will leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so your show, uh, Truth Bombs, uh, how long has that been going on? Super fun. Um, I guess two years now, but at, only at Legion since March. Mm, okay. We've been floating from various basements, and now we're at an above-ground yes, venue. It's a huge, it's a, an actual step up. Yeah. <laughs> we're no longer subterranean comedians. Yes, yeah. That's the Legion, uh, the warmest room in Brooklyn. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And there, there, I mean, this is a sort of a common refrain, but uh, it's, just, it's just nice that it hasn't closed. <gasps> I know. You eh? know? One, of a, one of the last last surviving venues, eh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Put your clothes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody, when you're at Legion, uh, buy a drink, please. Exactly. Now, Orly. We do a, a segment on this show that uh, usually gets started right around this time. And because we had dead air for the first uh, uh, 15 minutes, it's time to start this segment regardless. All right, let's do it. This is the Young Persons Radio Guest Questionnaire. <gasps> a series of questions that has evolved through years of study in the ways of the interview arts. Uh, and it, it has been boiled down to the following handful of questions. My first question for you is, what is a movie you know is bad, but enjoy anyway. Oh man, the other the other month, my cousin was in town, and I made her watch uh, the latest addition to the Bring It On franchise. Hey, not just the movie itself. It was like Bring It On colon hashtag Worldwide Cheer Smack. <laughs> Worldwide cheer smack. Exactly. It was one of those movies that you could tell that it wasn't written by... It was written by an adult who's never heard a teen talk, but sure. just yeah. read some various phrases. Yes. So it's like, like hashtag Instagram. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was super painful, and I had the time of my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I, I have not seen that one. It's called what? Big... What oh, is it? Bring it on, bring colon. It, yeah. Hashtag worldwide cheer smack. Worldwide cheer smack. And if you're, in the, if you're in the mood for a marathon, start with bring it on. Then you go to bring it on again. Bring it on all or nothing. Yeah. Bring it on in it to win it. <laughs> and just the whole direct to DVD streaming experience. I had no idea there were so many of those. So many. <laughs> the first is obviously beloved. The first bring it on. Yeah. This is where Burr... It's, it's cold, cold outside. Here. Or yeah. I mean here. Excuse there me. There must be some Toros in the atmosphere. That's it. Yeah. That, that'll come in handy yeah. for the next eight months. I was ready to just let you do all <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> anyway, next question. Next question. Okay. Okay. Who? No. no. That's the wrong order. What is a song that you play over and over and over again? Ooh, that's fun. Um, my pump up tunage is probably I I did wake up to dancing on my own by Robin this morning. Oh sure, yeah, exactly. It it peaked it peaked in the pilot of Girls, <laughs> but it is like a good jam. But then lately, because um because just the world is awful. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Simon and Garfunkel because it sounds the way that Xanax feels. <laughs> like sometimes you just need to close your eyes and let Scarborough Fair <laughs> yes. wash over you. Yeah, 
Mine, mine for them is is a bridge over troubled water. Oh, where that's that's, that's beautiful. That's I want. Like I want someone to sing that at my funeral. Yeah. I was, uh, uh, you ever listen to your daily Spotify mix? Oh, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> uh, what, what's, what's wild about it? It's for me, it's a lot of Broadway cast recordings. So it's just random songs and moments out of context that create like just like a wild, uncoherent musical uh-huh. <laughs> for, for, for a variety of like 11 o'clock numbers. Yeah. I, uh, I was uh, I was uh, uh, at the gym, not to brag. Hey. And uh, it's like the last, like the last, like two minutes of the run, and what comes on? But yeah. and I was like, I could have used this at the beginning. Exactly, it got me going. If this song, if I ever, my dream is to write a movie, and this to me is the perfect opening credit song. Yes. You see, like, you see the person, yeah, like, waking up, like, getting their groove on on the street. Oh, I haven't written a script, but I know the opening credits is You Could Call Me Al, and yeah. the end credits is Modern Love by David Bowie, because that's like, just a dope song you want to, yes. you'll, you'll read to see all of the camera grips and gaffers, because you just want to sit and listen to yeah. that song. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I always said that, uh, uh, speaking of ABBA, uh, my end credit song is coming up as soon as, here we go, here it is. (laughs) And that's when it like cuts to black right there. (laughs) Yeah. Right when the verse starts. Oh man, now that's been slightly tainted by the memory of Pierce Brosnan singing it in the Mamma Mia movie. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, almost as good as Russell Crowe singing in Les Mis. Yeah. Is- who, how, there are so many talented people who sing. And the two of them who can't got huge roles. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. So it's affirmative action for handsome men. Yeah, yeah. Handsome men who want to be in musicals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our most maligned group. Exactly. <laughs> you are a, you're a big musical fan. I don't think I knew that about you. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. I almost exclusively listen to show tunes and, and dead people. Uh-huh. And Simon and Garfunkel, they're alive individually, but they're dead as a unit. So I guess that well, counts. Well, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They did, didn't they, like, reunite for... Something. Yeah, for 9-11, I think. I think they did us a favor. <laughs> yeah. I think they're like, uh, America needs this. We'll put, our, we'll put our feuds aside. Exactly. Wow. I can't believe it. Yeah, but there was the like the, the, the concert for the firefighters or something. Is yeah, that, the, is that what you're talking about? I yeah. think so. Yeah. That was like the who before. You know, everybody, every firefighter loves the who. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then for some reason, to me, firefighter immediately evokes, oh, yes, Steve Buscemi was a firefighter. So I'm like, I wonder if true? he was there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Apparently that's part of his origin story. No way. I buy that. I buy that for sure. I like this idea of Steve Buscemi as like a real salt of the earth guy. Yeah. <laughs> Next question in the questionnaire. Ooh. What is the TV show that you wish more people watch? Not one that you think is like underrated or whatever, but like one you wish you could talk about with more people. Oh, yeah. Eh? I really need to talk to people about You're the Worst. Have you seen it? I have. I've seen the pilot only. Yeah, okay, okay. You're one of the seven people who've seen it. Oh, okay, um, cool. <laughs> if, if just break your leg or like get the flu, take two days yeah. to binge the whole thing. It is a delight. It's yes. like Bojack Horseman if it were funny. As in, <laughs> it has depression and jokes in it. Yeah, but yeah, but I feel like the tide. The Bojack Horseman is like the sleeper. 
show. Like everybody knows the Rick and Morty fan base. Is terrible, yeah. But we have yet to call out the BoJack Horseman fans for what they've done. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just I, even though equestrian depression is something that we need to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge issue. Yeah. In Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There, I feel there's a suite of of shows like I feel like those are the big two of just like shows that uh, make the people watching them feel really smart. Exactly. You know, this might be. Per- I think Rick and Morty is really good, but you can't talk about it. Yeah, you can't I, talk about it. I actually haven't seen it yet, and then I'm I'm I would honestly like to see someone's face when I mentioned that. Oh yeah, like the, immediately just like scorn and disdain. Yeah. Oh, like oh. it's that no, it's that noise. Exactly. <laughs> You gotta check it out. Oh man. right. It's not just a show you watch. It's apparently a show you live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's it's that thing of like if someone's like, Yeah, I haven't seen uh I haven't seen Star Wars. It's that just like You haven't seen why I take it personally. <laughs> yeah. I am George Lucas. <laughs> I'm all about this. <laughs> yeah. It's my personality. Exactly. That was the case with uh, Game of Thrones until oh, yes. I finally cut up for this season. Okay. And then if if then the eight, seven weeks it was on, I was like, I felt like I was I was part of a religion again. Yeah. <laughs> like immediately it it could just bring people together. Yeah. And, common interest towards a common goal of winning the game of thrones (laughs) but that's a show that's like that could be your entire personality for seven weeks every summer for sure i think game of thrones i've never had this with maybe any other show this strongly where it's a show i enjoy watching so much and i hate anyone who likes it. oh yeah (laughs) like exactly i don't know what that is it's probably a personal problem (laughs) No, or it's it's on it's on the people to like be able to hold multiple thoughts in their heads at the same time because it's so all-consuming. Yeah. Once you look at the Easter eggs and read the Reddit boards, it's like it's a full-time job watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, it really is. I think it's because there's always going to be a level. Like, I, I tried to read those books. Word. I yeah. couldn't do it. I, I thought it was really boring. Oh, anything. Yeah, I think we could all boil down to anything that starts as a book and gives people permission to say, well, the book was better. Yeah. Or like, well, in the book, um, Catelyn Stark comes back as Lady Stoneheart. <laughs> what a missed opportunity for Benioff and Weiss. <laughs> Do you think uh, do you think James Bond fans are like that, where they're like, oh, "Well, in the books, uh, uh, the game was Baccarat, not uh, <laughs> Texas Hold'em or whatever it was." Oh, word, in the <laughs> probably, eh? Because those were books. Or they'll be like back in the Connery era. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing I I genuinely talk about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back yeah, in the yeah. Connery era. After Roger Moore died, I did a whole episode of this show that was uh, just about James Bond. Oh, that rocks! Because I love I love Roger Moore. I love him. And um, Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> callback, even though yeah. he can't sing, he's a good, uh, good uh, agent. It was the, he, look, it was Goldeneye, first one I saw. Pierce Brosnan will always be James Bond to me. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. I like him. He seems, he also seems kind of spacey, like yes. IRL. Uh, you, what, what were you going to say? <laughs> Oh, for a second, I was like, Spacey, but not like Kevin Spacey. No. It was unfortunately not Spacey. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, if uh, if anything, Kevin Spacey could afford to be a little exactly. more Exactly, just tune uh, out spacey. a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Next question. Well, this is a new addition after, uh, 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 to, the, to, the, uh, to the questionnaire. It's the thing I've tried to talk about on the show, and I'm just going to ask every guest about it. What is the dumbest thing that's made you cry? 
Oh, word. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, we go back to Simon and Garfunkel. Oh. So I was in I was in the marching bands in college. It was like a fun way to make make friends and like it was also a comedy group like we would write halftime shows that then someone would read over the loudspeaker oh, that's really and fun. then the marching bands would like run around and then form for make a formation and play a song that like punctuates the joke yeah so once at marching band rehearsal it was the first time i heard the band we got a a, a arrangement of the sound of silence uh-huh. So that hearing like trumpets and trombones play the sounds of silence was like I was oh weeping. My God. I was like, this is the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. I was like, <laughs> it's like ironic, like rain on your wedding day. If there's a pop song that it, like the marching band plays, it's usually like Sweet Caroline exactly. or something like that. Uh, like, oh man, like the classic is. We do like more than a feeling. Yes. Yeah. And uh, but sound of silence was just a treat. Yeah. I can imagine. I guarantee you there's a YouTube video of a, of a marching band playing the sound yeah. of silence. And I'm going to find it while we take this call. Hey. Caller, you're on the air with me and Orly Matlow. Hey, Colby. <laughs> Hi, Tim. This is loyal caller hey, Tim Keck. Hey, hey Tim Keck. How's it going? Well, we've been uh, talking Sim and Garf. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it! I, uh, I two things that you guys your your conversation made me think of. You uh, mentioned Steve Buscemi as a firefighter. Is that true? You know, on like nine eleven, he like showed up and like worked his old firehouse. Oh my god, what a mensch! What a he good just, guy! Like, showed up. He he put on his uniform and he just went to work like saving lives and like. Didn't tell anybody about it. There's really? just random videos of him, like, yeah. Yeah, he just, like, rejoined his unit and, like, went off to, like, save lives. Oh, my God. Insane. That's incredible. incredible. And not even for the... Yeah. He didn't invite Us Weekly to Ground Zero to capture him in the moment. <laughs> no publicity. This is just a man who's, like, supporting his crew. He's like, the coolest guy. Wow. That's wild. Well, yeah, when... uh. uh he, when Harrison, Harrison Ford, when the Haiti earthquake happened years ago, like flew, he has this plane that he flies and he like flew supplies in to Haiti, like back and forth. Harrison Ford. Oh my God. And he, yeah, he did the Kessel run in just 42 parsecs. <laughs> he could just get that done really quickly. <laughs> Star Wars is an identity. Uh, 2010. <laughs> oh boy. There was like a Harrison Ford did like a go ahead Tim go ahead. No, you go. I was gonna say Harrison Ford did this. Uh, uh, I forget. It was like when he was getting like some Oscar attention for a late in life role, which like feels bonkers, uh, and end up not being nominated. But he did this Barbara Walters interview, and she asked him uh, like what a what a perfect day is for him, and you know he's married to Callista Flockhart, so he starts off by saying, "Well, time with Callista," <laughs> and then he goes. And I, and I guess time in my plane. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. All you need. Hot That's life, all it takes. private plane. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> anything? Oh, well, you know what? Uh, I think, yeah, I love all those guys. And you guys were talking about the books. And the uh, and all the people who are like real pretentious about like, oh, that's not how it was. Yes. You know, what's like a whole a whole terrible group of people are like the yeah. comic book nerds. Who are like, oh, shit. But that's not how it is in the comic books. That is a yeah. whole sect of people who are awful, 
terrible people. <laughs> and there's like a subsect of that group who are like, oh, uh, Spider-Man uh, can't be a black guy named Miles Morales. He has to be Peter Parker mm-hmm. because that's, that's who Spider-Man really is. It has to be white Peter Parker. And it's like we've had 60 years of Peter Parker. Yeah. If you're not looking for something new, just a taste of anything different, you need to open your mind and go outside. Yeah. Like once in your life, go outside. Also, yeah, he's sure. a Spider-Man. Woman. <laughs> should be Captain America. You should experiment a little bit. Broaden your horizons, you cowards, afraid of the unknown. <laughs> Peter Parker isn't Spider-Man. What am I going to do with my life? Wake up, you sheep. I don't buy that he's a person of color, but the whole... Cons- Spidey senses web slinger thing. That's just easy to buy into. The worst is yeah. the Marvel. Um, no way it could happen again to a second person. Oh yeah, eh? yeah. That the worst is the people on Twitter. Um, oh, but just in general, I could just end the sentence there. Yeah. But now that Marvel movies are so popular that they like look for an opportunity to be superior, because people just like know Marvel from the movies. So I, I remember, like, I once, or an X-Men, too, I, like, once made a joke because that, like, uh, Disney is buying Fox. So I, like, made, like, a dumb joke with a GIF about, like, oh, man, like, Iceman and Elsa should, like, totally hook up. They have the same powers. And then, like, like 75 people, like, replied. They're, like, they're both gay. Like, read your comics. Like, Iceman is gay. They're, like, what is wrong with you? You should know that. Like I'm sorry. Oh. They're both gay. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, apparently Elsa oh, man, is gay I, I too. I did know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for I everyone mean, I, I offended. Know gay, and I'm all for it. Yeah. Oh my god, me too. I'm all for it. They had a character for like 80 years. It was the same dude, and like just recently was like, yo, I think I'm gay. <laughs> like what? And it's like, yeah, sure. Why can't he be gay? I sure. love it, eh? I'm still Isn't waiting that a for a little more interesting. I'm waiting for Cap to come out. Because at least in the cinematic universe, because the the Bucky relationship, there's if Tumblr's any indication, that's what the fans want. <laughs> there's a what is it? What is it like the anime thing where they just start drawing oh, uh, yeah. two characters together? Oh man! Oh Tumblr, right. There was a South Park episode yeah, about tweet. it where they're just like drawing Butters and Craig. Oh my we god! We need that. We yeah, we can we need that with Captain America and uh, the Winter Soldier. one hundred percent. Uh huh. <laughs> just animes of them like just holding each other and like looking out as like a hydra base is exploding in the background. Yeah. Oh, that's so romantic. I hope that's how Infinity War Part Two ends. <laughs> I haven't seen it's an bad. Avengers movie. I think. Oh, well, I saw Thor Ragnarok. Oh, it's so good. It eh? was very, very oh, funny. Colby, exactly. They're all good. They're all good. Yeah. Speaking of funny, it's because of the the action to joke. Ratio is what makes yes. that universe mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. I loved it. I loved Thor. I saw the first Avengers. I liked that, too. That was so fun. Not a good jokes in it. Did Joss Whedon, did he, is he a monster? Oh, I don't know. Like, there was a thing he cheated on his wife. Oh, okay. But at, at least it's at this point, it's like, but it was consensual. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, at least nice of him to, uh, from, from what I understand. Yeah. But when in doubt, they're all bad. Yeah, yeah. You, Orly, if I could compliment you for a moment. Oh, uh, thank you. Please. Your Twitter, you talk about politics so much on Twitter. Oh, yeah. But it is somehow not like, I mean, I think, I mean, there's genuine like frustration and anger on your part, but it's not like angry political tweets. Like the jokes are always like very fun. Oh, damn. Thank you. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, there's one about Jared Kushner. I'm just going to look it up. Oh, yeah, Uh, please. Oh, man. Jared Kushner. I'm just, 
every my first thought every morning is um today could be the day he's indicted. <laughs> he's every every Jewish boy that I had a crush on growing up that opted for the Shiksa goddess. Wow. And followed their father-in-laws into criminal enterprises and sold out the Jewish people for his own power, just like all the guys I liked in high school. Yes! (laughs) Drag him! Right, exactly. Yas, bitch! Drag the kush! Here it is. On Jared Kushner's first day in prison, he'll show everyone who is the boss, walk up to the biggest guy and marry his daughter. Oh, thank you. That's my (laughs) pinned tweet. That's so funny. Oh, man. That one got Tim. I heard you. Yay! Thank you, Tim. <laughs> that one's great. That's a great joke. I just followed you on Twitter. Oh, word. Thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Tim. Oh, boy. Anything you want to plug while you're here? Tim uh, takes nah, uh, Tim uh, takes pictures. Uh, uh, with, at the, uh, no, did your Nikon Cool Picks break? Uh, it did, but I think it no. still works. <laughs> with love. I, I could totally plug my Nikon Coolpix <laughs> camera business. Yeah. Sterile, uh, Which I think he did one time. Photos, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Photos, please let me know. Oh. Uh, also, check out at Spot Enough Food on Instagram. Oh, yes. We Ooh, should, yes. what is it? Yeah. Me and Colby shot another one. Yeah, we did. Uh, Spot or Not on Instagram is Tim's uh, like 90-second uh, restaurant review show. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's hugely <laughs> successful. I keep telling him that he's got to take this to be like a nationwide business where you've got like sure he he runs the flagship spot or not new york but then there's also like spot or not chicago and then yeah. like spot or not la and then like the, the, the next level down of cities like spot or not milwaukee yeah. and, and, <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta turn it into a franchise and then they give you free food to appear on the instagram that's the dream yeah then you'll you'll yeah these restaurants will be, be courting your favor meal. tim yeah but I'll still give them a, a bad review if they earn it, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to compromise my integrity. Yeah. That's all we got in this world. Am I still the only person who went to one years. that was not a spot? Uh, no, there's been a couple knots. Okay. Well, I was the first. I'm generally pretty optimistic. Occasionally people will say not, and I'm usually like a spot because I like yeah. hyped it up and I looked for it and I researched it. But there's been a few, there's been a few knots. Yeah. Spot or not on Instagram, yeah. everybody. Uh, that's that's been Tim yeah. Keck's time. Hey, <laughs> nice meeting you. <laughs> All right, goodbye, Tim. Nice meeting you, Tim out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, got a catchphrase. I need to think oh, of a yeah. sign-off catchphrase. I'm running out of time. Tim, I've been doing the show for more than a year now. Tim has called into probably 90 percent of those episodes. Oh, that rocks. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah, we've got a we've got a, a coterie of regular callers here. Uh, but Tim, numbers wise, Tim's the reigning king. Tim's raining. Yeah, we need to put a leaderboard up here. We really do, yeah. No one else is using that whiteboard. This is our second show from the new studio. It's so nice. If I may plug the aesthetics of the studio, (laughs) this is super cool and super professional. Yeah. Oh, 904-351-0729 if you want to call in. We probably have time for one more call, so get that in uh, now if you want to call in. It's 904-351-0729. Now, Orly... I would love it if you would participate in a bit that we occasionally do on this show that uh, uh, I have since I have brought back recently. Ooh, all right. Return of the bit. This is you give an inspiring speech about anything. Wow. Anything at all. Ilana Rubin, a mutual friend of oh, ours. Oh, the best. Did one about how it's okay to, uh, uh, to not like wine was her inspirational <gasps> wow. speech. And uh, it can be about anything you like. And, uh, and you know, I'll, I'll take it from there. 
and I'll cue up some a backing a swelling backing track. Okay, this is this is dope. I'm going to take this opportunity to tell the people that um it's okay to be Canadian. <laughs> it 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 can be lonely and difficult to find an identity in from a country where the identity is being solely a mosaic of other different identities. But to be Canadian is to accept that it doesn't mean anything at all. And to live your truth in a way that is authentic to you with no pressure from an assimilating force or from another outside outside pressure i do not know if this makes sense and i'm getting distracted if this is the west wing theme song so i'm struggling to think about canada in the midst of this rousing tribute to what american democracy can be if it's compiled by handsome fast-talking civil servants but i want any canadian to know out there that um you could take this opportunity in of america's decline to glow <laughs> and because growing up in canada we always feel like the little brother to the superpower next door but um now just might be our time to shine and even though it's against the canadian sensibility to to brag and to gloat just freaking go for it just take that ohip universal health care card and your and uh, your gun-free schools and and just revel in it <laughs> Did that make sense? That was perfect. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I love you're the first person. It's a record, uh, a record made for the show. The first person to to uh, insert a rant about Aaron Sorkin oh, into the speech. Exactly. And I love it. I hate him. Yeah, exactly. I'm very. I'm of course I'm going to see the Molly's Game movie, but I'm like, will this female character have a personality? Yeah. Did you see um, the Steve Jobs one? Oh no, I missed it. Uh, I would recommend if you ever feel like you really just need a good dose of rage. Oh, always. <laughs> to check that one out. It is him at his, all of his flaws are dialed up to a hundred in that movie. The worst is uh, the entirety of the newsroom. Yes. Which honestly, oh, I God. think the only silver lining of the 2016 election is that the newsroom isn't around <laughs> to tell us what the media got wrong. <laughs> that yeah. would be a nightmare. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, Orly, I could talk about you or talk about this with you for another hour. Yeah, the, the, the Sorkin special. But it is time, unfortunately, for us to end the show. Oh, man. I know. Uh, thank you so much for coming and doing this. Thank you. It was I such a blast to talk to you. I had the time of my life. Good. good. Uh, again, Orly will be at Union Hall this Tuesday at 8 p.m. Uh, for the second annual, what is it, the Hanukkah? Or Hanukkah extravaganza. Yeah, it's yeah. the first night of Hanukkah. Shout out, shout out to all the Jews. I know my favorite Hanukkah position, um, tradition is Googling when it starts, and it starts on Tuesday <laughs> and goes for eight days. Yes, and we're going to uh, please, obviously, uh, tune in back next week where we will start on time uh, next week for the YPR holiday party, our last live show of the year. Uh, we'll be back then after uh, after New Year's, uh, so please uh, tune in for that. And in the meantime, stick around for another show that will be starting on time. Uh, uh, your points of order, which will be uh, in here momentarily. In the meantime, here's another one of my favorites, Elton John, with I've Seen That Movie Too in three, two, one. 
Goodbye, everybody. Is it working? Wow. This is this is an ongoing, it's an a, ongoing struggle. It's a little bit funny, this feeling inside. <laughs> Here we go. Ah, excellent. Thank you again, Early. We'll talk to everybody soon. Yay! That was so fun. Am I... Baby, you're crazy